I love you. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is the only Disney voice I can do, and <laughs> by God, I am tired. I'm just, I'm just tired of the Disney War era. Uh, yeah, I'm tired of these package films too. Oh yeah. my God, we're coming at you with yet another one, Couch Potatoes, with Melody Time. Welcome back. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. I'm just now contemplating, like, having the existential crisis of how I do a podcast without a face. Telepathically. Yes. Yeah, we, I, think, I think I think that was, like, ep- I asked that episode one, I think, and that was your, your quick, uh, quick wit right, came damn. up with. Well, I'm messing up well, my own lore here. But... Well, being a telepath kind of, like, makes you forgetful, so. That's right. Yeah, there's you too got... many thoughts at once. You're yeah, you're just going crazy. Yeah. I forgot there. that I was telepathic. <laughs> the government beat it out of you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, were we both quarantined by the government, or was, was we it were just quar- me? We were together in the same bunker. Okay. Because, okay. you know, the government has very limited spacing. Yeah, well, I, I just wasn't sure if I was, like, if you had telepathically fucked with my mind to remember you being there, or if you were actually there. Oh, um, I forgot. Fuck. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast about movies and TV, and we're doing our Disney playlists. Are we now? Melody time. This is what they're they're like fifth or sixth packaged film, and like yeah. the last ones have been last ones have been like here's like three little shorts, and like or well, here's four, you know, here's like yeah. two. This one's like, hey, we're going back to seven. <laughs> i'm just like damn it <laughs> it's like i don't want i want to watch a 40 minute film and get this over with i don't want to sit through yeah. an hour and 20 minutes of this nonsense and you know like there are some good pieces there there are ones that i enjoyed but like altogether, i didn't feel like any one of the pieces really were they're forgetful they're all they so forgetful like i'm looking i'm I looking at my watch notes it twice i only watched it once and it was a few days ago so i'm looking at my notes and like some of the story titles i don't remember but it's like as i see the story title it comes back to me and it's like oh right you know that one's about you know a little bumblebee or you know it's like i get it but it's so damn forgetful they're just i mean to be fair they i don't i think disney was literally just using this to make money for better films you know like the next era the next era is excuse me the next era is funded from these packaged films so it did the oh, job. That that makes sense. And all the people who were working for him were gone, you know, for yeah. more effort. Yeah, or doing other stuff for the government because the government right. really loved Disney, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm reading uh, a biography on FDR, and I found out that, like, he had a lot of, he liked to watch a lot of movies. Uh, like, every Saturday evening, he would set up a home theater at the White House or something and, oh, you know, yeah. watch and the Disney shorts were always a mainstay, apparently. He would always show at least one Disney short. So it made right. it makes sense that they would buy Disney to make some propaganda films. Well, not buy Disney, but, you know, ask Disney to make some propaganda right. films because he apparently really liked Mickey Mouse. I, I feel like, honestly, like, you know, I think Disney obviously was coming up enough to ha- be able to make his own, like, feature-length animated films. But I, I still think this is rather early in his like tycoon career so if the government yeah. came to me and was like hey we want to want you to write D stuff for the government 
I'd be like, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would. I would be cautious. It would depend on the administration for me. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, I. Right now, I might be like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, last year I might not have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, let's let's get into it. What what, what was the first one? Once upon a winter time. Uh huh. What I wrote down uh, again. I'm sorry. Like most of this, I forget. I do remember it. Like this one came back to me when I read it. But this is what I wrote down to help me remember it. Stupid woman wanders out onto thin ice and has to be rescued by devoted and caring wildlife. Music by Francis Langford. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, also, also, um, I also wrote down that Frances Langford was a musical entertainer for the troops. Uh, she toured with oh. uh, Bob Hope quite a lot. So that was a yeah. fun little tidbit that I researched off the side of this film that had nothing to do with the short. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Uh, well, I mean, you know, Fra- Frances Langford was in it. I have to say, I, I forgot that this short had lyrics, but obviously right. it does if she was singing yeah i don't honestly i don't remember it either right all i remember is the the animation i do remember the animation because i thought the animation looked freaking great yeah i thought yeah it was pretty good so <laughs> what you wrote down like you know i'm not gonna say it was inaccurate but i think we're missing what the actual story was for the people who haven't seen it is there's a couple ice skating and they're being mirrored by this little bunny couple which that's that's pretty cute then they get in an argument for some reason. I don't recall. And that's mm. when she goes into the ice. And then it's like, it's honestly like uh, an adventure after that because yeah. the ice breaks and it's a daring rescue and, and that's the, the end of it. <laughs> right. And, but I mean, like the, the, the part I really remember is when she's walking towards the thin ice and there's like right. three signs, three signs that are pointing at it being like thin ice, like be careful. And like the rabbits running in front of her, and the rabbits like, look at the fucking sign, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I think it was just one sign, and the rabbit pulled up the sign, and was like, look at this sign, and then when she finally doesn't look at it, he's like, fuck this, and like stabs it into the ice, and he's the one who causes the accident. Right. <laughs> Let me exaggerate a little bit with my three signs. <laughs> <laughs> No, I did that. I did that with uh, with well, we did pirates that came out a couple of weeks ago with our good friend Ron Vol the Scald. But I made a I made a claim about a scene in there where I was like, this thing just completely disappears, and I was like, shit. Now I gotta watch that scene just to make sure I'm not exaggerating. I wasn't. <laughs> okay. It, 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 yeah, that that thing does disappear, but it's I do that. I do that when I recall movies. I exaggerate <laughs> the things that irritate me, and then I correct you and irritate you more. <laughs> no you don't you don't you know you don't but that's that's really once upon a wonder time there's not really much to it obviously we don't remember the lyrics the music uh we just remember for me at least i just remember the animation and it's simple it's not there's nothing crazy about it you know it's just like simple drawn figures uh, you know like people with their pointed up noses and you know all everybody's elegant looking (laughs) they do have pointed up noses uh yeah though i would say like not a particularly strong opener Mm-mm. i would say that there there are probably three that are stronger than it but the one i also really hate so we'll but we'll get there. <laughs> but yeah i don't know what else to say about once upon a winter time like you said it's it was pretty simple that bumble boogie Woo yeah <laughs> 
that bubble boogie i honestly keep on forgetting about this one too but every time i watch it i i am enthralled by it It, it's interesting it is fun it is just it is a bumblebee running away from uh musical shit yeah i wrote down uh, a little bumblebee trips acid and fights musical nature (laughs) yeah that's it yeah like he 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 goes or she goes to a little uh flower gets some nectar and then the world gets fucking trippy man like (laughs) the the flowers are emitting song notes there is at one point where the flower that he went to get nectar swallows him Oh and yeah, spits him up, and then it's a piano, like a round, like a circular piano. And, and when it spits him up, doesn't it spit him up? And he's like blue, or her, and 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 he or she is blue. Yeah, I think he, I think they did change color. Yeah, it's it's definitely just an acid trip with a bumblebee, and I was all all for it. Uh, I right. did write down the music is Rimsky Korsakov's Flight of the Bumblebee, and it's performed by Freddie Martin and his orchestra. Right. Shout out to them. And I, I it, it was a, a swing jazz variation. And I was all for it. Yeah, I loved it. And I also like the boogie. I used to know the boogie woogie on the piano, but ah. I would say not anymore. I used to know the boogie woogie in my booty woody. Oh, okay. But then they took your four your your third and fourth legs, so Oh yeah, those bastards. Yeah, again, again, not really much to say about Boogie Bumble, Bumble Boogie, Bumble Boogie. Bumble Boogie, yeah. No, not really. Yeah. It's just a fun, um, fun little story. Like, we're just going to zip through all these, and that's fine. I, I But because they are quite a few of them, and a lot of them really just aren't that memorable. I, oh, well, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't take breaks. Uh, moving on from Bumble Boogie. We have The Legend of Johnny Appleseed, which this is another Disney film that I don't think I've ever seen before. Maybe I, I did when I was when I was real young, but this is the this is the one short that I have an attachment to. Uh well, I have many attachments to Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Mainly Indiana. Hello home state. Uh but the other thing is he he, he sings a song in this. Um uh, it's a very Christian song, and I'm not going to sing it, but he, he sings a song. And my grandma used to sing that to me and my brother when we were kids, like when when she was babysitting us and we were at her house. And that's like that was kind of her way of trying to put us to sleep, you know, when it was time for bed. And she would sing. And this is this was the one song that – and I didn't realize it came from I, – I know she told us many times that it came from Johnny Appleseed. But, like, I didn't realize it until I rewatched this short. And, it, it, you know, it gave me a nice little moment of – uh of pause when I had to, you know, I had to pause the the movie and and cry a bit. Yeah, I miss my grandma, but th- this this reminded me of her, and I was really happy happy that this, you know, something came from this this little short film or this yeah. uh this patched together film. Yeah, but yeah, it's the it's the legend of Johnny Appleseed, and that's what this short is. It just tells the legend. He grew up. Well, I don't even know where he grew up. But he's famous for planting apples throughout Ohio and Indiana and. I think right. up into Canada even. It does say in just on this movie's wiki, mainly Ohio and Indiana. Okay. Yeah, but he carried no knife nor gun, just a sack of seeds, and he planted trees. <laughs> and he had a pot, pot on his head, and he was the nicest man ever. He was a, a pioneer legend. Yep, yeah. And then we have, uh, in Indiana, we definitely have festivals to him. I've been there. Yep, they're 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 pretty fun. I haven't been to one in years, so I don't know. 
how how it is nowadays but yeah it was good fun when we were kids yeah last time i went to the i think it was the trail of tears in memory of that but he he invaded that one day where he came in he he told he done did tell one of his stories you know he had pot in his head and he stood up there and he he danced and sang and sang us a story you know that was the last time i went there i believe and that was a lot of fun to listen to you know just this this wild (laughs) wild hillbilly guy just like dancing up on stage and telling us a tale this short is a lot of fun and it, you know it's a nice simple little little tale but goddamn there's a lot of christianity in it and there <laughs> sure is there sure is but i wasn't I, expecting that going into my disney movie <laughs> yeah it, it sure is uh but you know i i didn't mind it too much because i he, in in johnny appleseed's era i mean it was it was more of a cultural norm. Yes. Yeah, there's more diversity in today's America, whereas back then it was a lot of Christians fleeing Christians. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of other people too, but they made up the bulk of it, I would say. And I'm not a historian, so if I'm wrong, go fuck you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, if I'm, if I'm wrong, just correct me in the comments nicely, constructively, please. Love you. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> but no, this is the kind of – I've said it before. This is the kind of Christianity – I appreciate seeing, you know, I don't like seeing what Christianity has become and, you know, a lot of, you know, what it's developed into. But Johnny Appleseed is a good Christian in that he is good literally to everybody. Right. You know, there's there's nobody that he came upon that he, he had any ill intent for. You know, bear comes up upon him. Oh, hello, Mr. Bear. Why don't you have an apple with me? You know, I just planted yeah. this seed. You know, Please don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, and the bear's just like, food, okay, he's offering me food, sure. You know, he, he means me no harm, so I'll just eat food yeah. with him. And, like, he, he's just the kindest soul, and that's what true Christianity right. is about. If you, if you actually, I'm not going to get religious. I'm not going to go into it. But that's what, I, you know, this is the kind of tale that I, you know, I still enjoy seeing it, despite the heavy amount of religion that was pushed yeah. through it. Yeah, there's definitely, the, the, the strongest me- message in it is, I would say, neighborly love, probably. And, uh, you know, and I do think that that's one of the... Uh, more desirable traits of christianity i would say it's one of the more desirable traits of humanity <laughs> yeah yeah everybody be nice to your neighbor it's great i just <laughs> yeah, you don't my what it all comes down to for me is you don't need a book to tell you how to be a good person you can just be a it's good true. person it's very very true yeah you don't have to have fear of god to be a good person you can just have good qualities yeah <laughs> You just be good to people. It's it's really not that difficult. That said, I'm being very mean to people right now, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Johnny Appleseed, I do want to say, just in this little segment here, I do want to give props to Dennis Day because he plays the only two roles in this, which is Johnny Appleseed and... And Johnny Appleseed's guardian angel, who is this really, I think he's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. The uh, It's a completely different voice. I didn't, I had no right. idea they were both going to stay. So. I honestly didn't either, but it makes sense now that I looked at it and realized I wrote only voice to narrated by Dennis Day. Yeah. <clears throat> I completely forgot there was another character. And he comes back at the end, and Johnny's an old man. He always speaks in rhymes, the uh, the, uh, the angel does. I don't remember the rhymes, though, so I'm not going to repeat them. But he tells <laughs> Johnny that 
his he's done living this life and johnny's like no there's so much work to be done i have to go plant more trees and he's right. like we need trees in heaven and johnny's like well what are we doing down here <laughs> he's like we're pretty barren of apple trees up in heaven <laughs> yeah I and, like and it. it's delightful i like it yeah it's one of the better stories throughout the entire film, I would say. Oh, definitely. It's one of the better shorts, honestly, in all of these package films, I think. Yeah. Personally. Oh, yeah, I would. I can agree with that. I am also attached to it because it reminded me of my grandma. So, that, but that I would, I would true. agree with that statement. Yeah, and I think maybe because we're Hoosiers, we do have. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got much home pride, but I got a tiny bit. Yeah. So they um, they do put up one of those placards at the beginning of this film, and yes, they do. Um, I I won't I don't think the the majority is of for this Johnny Appleseed bit, but I did notice there were some uh, fairly stereotypical depictions of Native Americans. Yeah, uh, but it is this nice scene where they are as equals sharing in a picnic of a- apple pastries and shit like that and doing a hoedown <laughs> with people. And I have to say... Apple pastries and shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good at this. Yeah, I hear the are. comments now, bring Ronvald back. Bring Ronvald back. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow... Uh, we, uh, we will, maybe. We might do that. That'd yeah, be yeah. Fun. Let's move on to my other favorite, for a completely different reason, other favorite, uh, short from Melody Time. Little Toot! All I remember is the song. I don't remember a lot, like, the lyrics or anything. I just remember the, the beat, you know, Little Toot, do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 The Andrews sister. And it's, uh, based on Little Toot by Hardy Grimat key i don't know what that is but anyways the reason i remember a little too aside from the music is that it, it's a little boat a little tugboat who's trying to make his father happy but his 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 psyche goes crazy every now and then he's just like he gets he gets antsy and he goes off yeah. and he's like i gotta go around in circles and run and play you know he's he, he's young he's full of energy and he murders hundreds of people <laughs> By leading, <laughs> by leading his boats into the pier and destroying this town, <laughs> he just absolutely kills hundreds of people. It's like buildings are demolished, big huge freight freight liners in the streets. His father is humiliated and like taken down from his tugboat position, and and little two is banished. Yeah, you know, he he goes he goes riding out across the ocean, just like oh, I'm so sad. And it's yeah, just man. like that's it, that's his punishment. This little fuck just murdered people. <laughs> He's banished out to sea to get to get and, haunted by vampire buoys. Ooh. Those buoys, those buoys, honestly, legit are kind of scary. Like with that music and everything. Right. That that's the that's what scared me is how the Andrew sisters continued during that segment. Like, yeah, ooh, it was so creepy at times. It just was. hearing this, just like, I mean, it's it's beautiful. The music is beautiful. I just the story is so fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because it's it's like what the fuck, Disney? <laughs> like, 
there's no denying it like he he literally crashed a boat into a like into a town there's like sirens and everything <laughs> and then he's welcome and then he's welcome back as a savior like yeah. it, we haven't talked the movie 2012 uh <laughs> someday we will someday we will with john cusack there's one thing that really pisses me off about that movie and it's that at the very end he personally causes an issue that can kill hundreds of people. And then he solves the problem, and everybody's like, he's such a hero. He wouldn't be a hero if he hadn't caused the fucking issue to begin with, everybody. It cancels out. He's not a hero. He just did. He just corrected his mistake, and that's fine. <laughs> and that's how it is with yeah. Little Toot here. Is he murders millions. Uh, the number keeps getting larger. He murders millions, billions even, and he goes out and he rescues one boat from the storm and brings that one boat back, and everybody welcomes him like he's a goddamn hero. And I'm like, need we forget the trillions of people he killed back at the tiny city? It's crazy. I just well, that's can't. little toot. <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> I I really did like Little Two. It is one of the ones that are actually memorable, like you said. I like the Johnny Appleseed one better. Honestly, I finished this a couple weeks ago, and then a, a week passed. Not even that long. I think it was like three days passed, and I was like, hey, you know, I could do this, but honestly, I don't remember it. <laughs> it was only like three days. So I had to go back and honestly, like when I went to start it, the only thing I could remember was the Johnny Appleseed thing. That was oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, no. I feel like looking back on it personally, all I, all I remember is Johnny Appleseed and the Little Toot song. That's it. That's all I remember from this movie. They're the, worth, they're the worthwhile parts, for sure. Yeah. Should we move on then? Yeah, let's move on to Trees. Trees. I, I wouldn't say that this wasn't worthwhile. It's it's it is a poem called Trees. It's by Joyce Kilmer. This is performed by Fred Waring and the Pennsylvanians. Yes. That is really it is about trees. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the only notes I took down was uh one, more Christian references. And two, I took down a note on when I researched it, uh, apparently there was an, an a unique animation style or a first in animation, I guess. Because uh, this short, it was achieved by using frosted cells, which again, cells are the, you know, a single frame of the animation that they draw on. Uh, so they had frosted cells, which would just mean cloudy. You know, it's not as see-through as normal. And they rendered pastel images on the cell, then laminated it in clear liqueur and photographed that. Lacquer. Lacquer. Thank you. The drawings are beautiful. It does have a, a lively, like a warm... Yeah, there's like a warmth to it, you know, because it's like when they show the trees at sunset, it's like it's a very beautiful image. Yeah. But there's not much to this, to this little short, you know, I just, I forget it. I don't remember anything about it besides the little tidbit that I wrote down. <laughs> so, uh, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> blame it on Simba. You know, you just got to blame it on the Samba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I, when I first looked at it, I literally read, blame it on Simba. <laughs> and I was like, no, no way. Wow, we came in way <laughs> earlier than I thought. <laughs> right, I was like, what the fuck, Disney? That was a long con right there. <laughs> but no, it's no Simba. It's blame it on the Samba. And yet again, we have some more creepy Donald Duck live action woman dancing and singing and playing music. 
And yeah. I mean, he doesn't hit on her that bad this time. Not it's that not bad. that creepy. I do. So this also has Jose Carioca. No, they don't have the third Caballero, but they do have the Araquan bird. He was also in Saludos Amigos. So I'm thinking that this was something that was cut from that. And then they just Could dropped be. it in. Because, you know, they, they talked about the Samba quite a bit. I can imagine that being something that happened since this... That's literally what they were doing. They were taking, like, scraps and throwing them together for these package films. Yeah, because so. I, did, I did read that a few of them came from Fantasia originally. Oh, really? Some of these were planned for Fantasia. I think Trees. Probably Trees and maybe the Bumble Boogie. Because those yeah. ones don't have lyrics. Yeah. Well, uh, Trees does. Yeah, but it was it was more of like a musical story, so I feel like those were the two that I, I think read I read that. But yeah, it, it is it's just a bunch of scraps tossed together, like you said. So uh, blame it on the samba, very much like those two movies with Donald Duck and Jose Carioca is an acid trip. Do you find yourself wanting to say Jose Cuervo? <laughs> I just want to make sure I don't say it wrong. He's not a tequila bird. I don't have that in my <laughs> My dyslexic brain when it sees Jose C. It just immediately yeah. goes, Jose Cuervo? And I'm just Jose. like, no, it's Jose Carioca. <laughs> I think that might speak more to your high school career. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're just going to bring my, my alcoholic days, huh? Oh, no. You just drank less in undergrad. I don't know what you're saying. I, I was not. He was a good girl. Good boy, Delma. <laughs> girl. He was a good girl. <laughs> damn straight i was a good girl in high school everybody i didn't drink i don't know what you're talking about speaking of good girls uh the music is performed by the denning sisters i believe the music's by ernesto nazareth but it's performed by the denning sisters my notes could be wrong you could be right i just remember ethel smith yeah yeah you're right the denning she's sisters. the organist but she's the yeah. organist okay that that donald he doesn't hit on her too too hard but not too he hard, is. but she really does play the organ. And oh yeah, and then the Araquan bird is uh, like sneaking sticks yeah. of dynamite and shit yeah, underneath he her feet. Like to blow him up, and like he's so okay. So the, uh, there is a plot that we totally avoided talking about. So Donald oh, yeah. and Jose they walk into this restaurant that the Araquan bird just builds, and yeah, <laughs> he's, they're like really mopey about something. So another thing I wonder is like where this would be placed in either one of those two movies, you know? Yeah, um, probably after Donald got turned down by some some lady, or maybe there was like a scene where the the third caballero got shot or something oh my and like, god they're like really depressed about that and and then they just replace him with the araquan bird yeah yeah they replace it that's right he becomes the third caballero but well they might start considering it because he brings him to this good time samba time but then he starts trying to blow up everything and you know at that point you're like okay maybe we should stick away <laughs> i liked blame it on the samba yeah, uh, it was weird. Um, yeah, they dove into they dove into like a vat of acid, and that's when the the when the live action started. Oh, and it's yeah. like, yeah, once they dove into the acid, the, the LSD, if you will, and then like I saw her face, uh, Ethel. I think it was Ethel Smith's face started to appear, and I was just like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go again with this shit. <laughs> like, the, I know it must have been like really cheap for them to do this or something, but like. I'm so tired of the live action stuff with Disney right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was cheaper back then because of 
how long it took to because you could just film people but yeah you had to like paint each cell yeah i i, I didn't really remember this one and uh to transition to the next short with with a closing statement if you're okay with that with yeah. uh with blame it on the samba there was a moment where my dog jumped down and was like looking out the window or out the door i mean and you know i laid down with her and the sun was coming in nice and i was sitting there petting zelda and laying in the sunlight and blame it on the samba ended and pecos bill began and i remembered the intro of pecos bill a uh, young boy raised by wolves, uh-huh. but it bored me so much, and the sun felt so good that I took a nice little cat nap. There you go. And I didn't bother rewatching it when I read up on it. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I can do that. I guess then I will talk about Pecos Bill, and I'll keep it rather short, even though it was twenty-two minutes long. Yeah, holy crap! That's kind of part of the reason why I didn't want to come back to it. It, it was a good chunk of the movie. Uh, there's some pretty funny jokes about how texas is the best spot in the really the only spot in the world that's funny (laughs) this this little girl asked all these cowboys who she's camping with for some reason um uh one being uh roy rogers he's like the Uh the main the main guy there but there's a lot other yes uh and don't and don't forget his horse trigger 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 the smartest horse in the movies yes um, yeah so you can't forget about trigger but anyhow uh there the little girl asked why the coyotes howl at the moon and they're like well that's because of Pesco bill pecos bill pecos bill thank you what did i say i don't know pecos <laughs> pecos bill and uh the little boy's like, is there cowboys? He's like, there sure is. And he says, I want Native Americans in it. And Roy Rogers, I shit you not, says, if you want them to, that's not it. That's not what he says. But pretty much, <laughs> he gives the sentiment, we'll put him in there just because you're racist enough. That's that's really the feeling I got from it. And when they come up in the story, I just feel like it was completely unnecessary. It, it literally is yeah. one verse that was. Ah, I'll get. I'll get there. I'll get there. Pecos Bill <laughs> raised by coyotes, like, and then he meets his horse Widowmaker. Yeah, like what? What the fuck kind of name is that? When I read that on Wikipedia, when I when I you know when I woke up from my nap and realized I'd missed the entire short, and I looked up on Wikipedia and like I I noticed his horse's name is Widowmaker. I was like, what the fuck? Who named that? Pecos Bill, I guess. I mean, he learned how to speak English from coyotes, so... That's, that's fair. He becomes a cowboy because he loves his horse. That's pretty much yeah. how they get there. Then one day, he grabs a tornado and it blows through where some Native Americans live. And it's very, very disrespectful what, what it goes on. And it just wasn't necessary. And also, like, it really was, like, it it felt like the storyteller was putting it in there just because kids like to see Native Americans get chased down by cowboys. it's It's not okay. And Disney is acknowledging that. But they also, they, I believe they had cut this out of the film. Isn't there a moment where he's smoking again? Yes. This, I think it's the same 
the same thing because he uses the tornado's lightning yeah. to, to light his cigarette. Disney and their cigarettes and racism. Which, you know, I, I, I don't actually have any witchware about the cigarette stuff. That's No. I don't care, actually. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you don't want your kids smoking at a young age. just just say oh that person's smoking a cigarette it's not really cool in fact it causes cancer and hopefully that's enough to to stave them away but in the long run they're gonna make their own decision but we don't have to expose them to racist things no well i mean even even when i was a kid in in my gym class we would play that game you know cowboys versus i'm gonna say native americans yes uh yes and it's just it's weird to think that you know that's still that's still one group that we just continuously shit on and it's like what the hell like yeah. i mean again this was the 30s and it's like it's weird to talk about a movie it's, in the 30s and complain about it because that is yeah. you know in the in the times yeah i'm not going to make that excuse for him but i think it's 48 but yes same thing that's where i'm at with it though is even though it was in the four in 1948 i was still playing that game at the end of the 1990s like it's right we haven't come anywhere on the matter no in fact i i definitely feel that native americans have a lot less representation in our media Mm. than they did when we were kids i do think there have been like tiny progresses that aren't actual progresses but you know like changing sports teams names like it's something it's something it's a step in it's a step in the right the right path for society as a whole to start being more respectful right right right. definitely i don't know how much to say about it because i'm also you know not extremely educated on the matter but it is something that i honestly think about quite a bit is just like this land that i was raised on was not my ancestors land to raise me on yeah that's that's how i i look at it and it's our nation does not reflect that today but just it's something that we just keep on shoving under the rug just like other factions of racism i guess mm-hmm. i don't want any violence to befall any peoples but I, I do hope that comes to the to a head like our racism towards black people and other people of color has in these past couple years i hope that that really gets some progress yeah i don't know how much of this you want to keep but <laughs> anyhow i think for pecos bill oh go ahead no, I, I was just gonna wrap up honestly. When it when it comes, yeah. if you're okay with that, um, yeah. when it comes to melody time, uh, I think if push comes to shove, I would say uh, the Legend of Johnny Appleseed is the best of all the shorts. Yeah, and I would say stop watching after Little Trees or after uh, after Little Two. Stop watching after Little Two unless you want a nice little poem, and then watch Trees. But you can stop after Little Toot and call it a day and not watch the rest of it. <laughs> Right, right. Well, I personally liked Blame It on the Samba, but it is it is weird. Yeah, it's just it, a... it, it, the, Blame It on the Samba is the one that feels like it doesn't fit the most. Yeah. Probably because it has these other two characters that we've seen in two films where they were like the major characters of the film. Right. Um, I'm just tired of fucking Donald Duck. <laughs> You're tired of Donald Duck. I'm tired of him, man. He was, like I don't I don't get the popularity of his character at this time period. I'm sure the I'm sure the shorts. I, I mean, we're not watching the shorts and everything, so I'm sure those are much more right. enjoyable. But from what right. we've seen, if him, Mickey, and 
goofy. You know, the only thing I've actually enjoyed out of them is was uh, the last one, whatever the last one was called. Uh, melody. No, no fun no, and fancy fun free. Fun and fancy free. This is melody. Sure. Yeah, that that little that little short right at the beginning when they're all fighting over a, a single bean. That's the only time I feel like I've ever enjoyed these characters in any of these movies. And it's it's weird knowing how popular they are even in my childhood you know they're but they're, they feel like much right. different characters then because it feels like they've developed them oh, more yeah. oh yeah they're completely different besides maybe mickey well mickey's less of a troublemaker than he used to be. careful what you're saying man <laughs> uh so yeah uh i guess closing statement i don't know did you give it a star rating oh i uh i give it two stars yeah it's it's standard standard disney wartime era just stamp it two stars call it a day push it on you don't have to go out and watch this i don't recommend it yeah i'll give it i'll give it i'm i'm tempted honestly to give it no face except for i really enjoy a couple of the shorts i, I really enjoyed giant apple seed little two and blame on the samba really um even though i thought it doesn't belong in it but i'm gonna give it half a face because it definitely doesn't deserve a full face so sorry if you're out there and you really like this movie but uh I, I, the Pecos Bill thing really just took it down for me. Yeah, I'm happy I took a cat nap again. Yeah. I, I woke up. Well, f- first off, when I, when what was the fucking short before this called? When Blame It on the Samba uh, ended, you know, I looked at how long, how much longer was left, and I was like, 22 minutes? Are you fucking kidding me? Like we've just done six shorts, and this right. last short is 22 minutes long, and it, it started, and then, like the sun just felt so good, and you know, I was, I was, I was like cuddling a little bit with zelda and just like patting her belly and she was she was really enjoying the 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 us time together and so you know i was like oh you know what fuck it i'm just gonna fall asleep in the sunlight and just not even watch this whole short and that's what happened so i'm sorry if if you're out there and you really like pecos bill and you aren't aren't happy that i gave it a good shot but hey you know what maybe like they grew up with it without that one scene in it maybe because honestly when that's taken out of it it's uh it's a it's decent you know it's fun yeah uh the story with it, i didn't even talk about slewfoot sue she comes in riding a catfish and that's kind of awesome like this giant ass catfish and they fall in love at first sight but widowmaker hates her so widowmaker causes like this accident and she gets like uh she keeps on bouncing back and forth until she lands on the moon. That's the story. Huh. So, you know, if they cut that one part out, it's a pretty good bit. It's like funny cowboy stuff. Yeah. But I hear you, man. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. It, like, it, it was, I think the setup of it is really what added on to it. Because it sounded like they weren't even going to add that verse to the song until yeah. the little boy said, I want Native Americans in it. <laughs> but that's that's Melody Time, and we only have one more, one more wartime era Disney film left, and then we could... We and could... we know it's only two shorts. At least I'm pretty sure it's only two shorts. Thank... I've watched this one. Thank the Lord! <laughs> yeah, I haven't... I don't know if I've seen it. It'll be one of those things where when I'm watching it, I'll be like, oh, I get it. You know, I'll be like, I did see this when I was a kid. But uh, Mr. What is it? Mr. Ichabod? No, it's Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Thank you. Yeah, we're getting there. One more, and then we'll take another Disney break, and we'll we'll explore some other playlists, and then we'll get back to the good Disney films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need 
we're we're a little stressed out with the Disney. Maybe not stressed out is the wrong word. Uh, spread thin. Spread thin. That's a good. That's good. There hasn't been much drive to just keep doing the the Disney playlist or the James Bond playlist because we haven't been into the movies much. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like the next era of Disney is where I'm going to be into it. Where I'm going to be like, dude, I'm oh, ready. Yeah. I'm ready for the next playlist. It's my childhood. Yeah. We're doing my childhood on on podcast now. Right. It's like, ah, oh, I know I can talk about this. I'm ready for it. And we still wouldn't have been born for many years. Right. But that's just that just is why that's why disney films parents had the vhs damn it are held in such high regard yeah because they had several eras of very good movies just not this one (laughs) (laughs) actually this one uh uh to be honest this one made it made quite a quite a profit i believe it did pretty well oh really yeah i believe this one did pretty well in the theaters i mean like i said there's some really strong pieces in it. Like yeah. Little Tug, The Legend of Johnny Appleseed, even Pecos Bill is a pretty strong short, just one bit of it. Just one I bit. I hate. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like Goldfinger, you know? It's just one tiny thing that's not tiny, but you know what I mean? One small segment of the film just completely right. ruins everything. Right. And it's just, it's it just send it back to the writer's block, tell them to be like, this is good, except for this part. Fix this part, and this will be great. And that's right. that's all you need. You just need another draft. But it was too late, too late, and they were too racist. Yep. I have been the Green Traveler from Gorge, and I am the Faceless Leon. I remember that I'm telepathic. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.